0: reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen.
1: Oh, I am a huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers because
0: I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by VaporShades.com. Vapor Shades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at VaporShades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE.
1: Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course,
2: TUTTLE. Tuttle in Florida.
0: From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
1: Anarchy! 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 No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Got a great show lined up for you today. I'm going to be talking to Amy Sinha coming up in the second segment. Uh, she is in Wales. She is a musician. Got a great story. Has gone through a lot of stuff. But she is now a voiceover talent. And I talked to her about it. And I, one of the reasons, listen, I am happy with everything that my production guy, Josh, is doing. I mean, he's knocking it out of the park. It's the only reason that the show is sounding professional right now. <laughs> it's not like I have a great studio or anything. I explained to you guys time in and time out. I do my show from a 2006 beat up PT cruiser uh, in a place that I like to call the hobo fish camp. So yes, but I just thought it would be cool to have a British female voice. So I want to get Josh and her uh, in touch with each other and see what kind of stuff we can come up with. I mean, I think everybody loves that British female voice and You're also going to want to check out this interview when it gets uploaded to my YouTube channel to be able to see what Amy Sinha looks like. Uh, But yeah, make sure you check out my YouTube channel. I've been doing a lot of streams. I don't know if you know what the new schedule is like. And uh, me and Vulture have been talking. I took this last weekend off to get ahead on some content. So every day I can get the show done early and then do a stream later on in the day because I'm trying to get my YouTube numbers built up, people. Uh, just getting monetized right now. It's another income stream going on. So if you get a chance, if you haven't already subscribed, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe, share it, tell your friends, family, loved ones, whatever it may be, because I want to make that thing grow. Because uh, it, the, as much as uh, the YouTube channel, If that gets popular, it's good. And people are going to migrate over to the podcast as well. And I I really do think that they will feed off of each other. Now, we've all known those parents, the ones that uh, push their kids in a direction of something. Maybe your parents have done it. Like baseball coach dad, the one that goes to all the games pushes the son at a very young age. Maybe uh, the kid's not into it, but the dad wants him to be because that's like the meal ticket. Got to get you into the big league, big show all the way. You are my retirement plan. Uh, and, and those women, uh, those moms that put their kids in these pageants and stuff, I, I, I almost think that that is a form of child abuse almost. I mean, how is that not a haven or pedophiles just to go to. I mean, pedophiles, I mean, we all like to paint with a broad brush. I know probably some people look at me and be like, oh man, they need to check that guy's hard drive. No, that's not it. I mean, pedophiles don't wear a uniform or anything, so how do you know that they're not going to these pageants just to, like, check out the young girls dancing on stage? I know it sounds sick that I'm even thinking about that, but it's the first thing that I think about. And how many stories have we heard where these teen actors or kids that become famous at a very young age, and most times you, they usually have a horrible drug problem. And it, it probably stems from childhood trauma. I mean, I've been, I've been learning more about childhood trauma and how it affects people, but I think this next story is actually it, taking it a little bit to the extreme. A uh, U.S. toddler to release debut album recorded in the womb. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, why would these parents even do something like this? I mean, it, it's not for the kid. The kid's not even been squirted out of your vagina yet, and you're already, like, trying to record him. And who knows, like, what type of that equipment is. You know, we used to get cell phones all the time. All these electronics are just, like, spewing out some sort of radiation. And now you're wanting to mic up your womb just so you can record your kid? I mean, this this is just preposterous, people. And the only way you're going to get me to listen to this, because I've been tweaking the settings. I'm kind of almost like a little bit of an file head. That I, I want to tweak it. I want to sound it. I want it to sound really, really good. Uh, sometimes when I'm listening back uh, to the podcast that I record inside my beat up 2006 PT Cruiser, I'm still not a little happy because my voice is bouncing off of the front windshield. Uh, I, I take care of a lot of that in post production, but what I'm really, really interested in is what if this recording comes out and if it's the best sounding quality audio that you're ever going to hear what if the acoustics of a woman's womb like just deadens the uh, the sound a little bit and if you guys don't know this that's why they put up the foam and stuff in in some studios and that's why you never want to record in a studio that has hardwood floors either because the sound's just going to be bouncing all over the place but what if what if this is like a new thing I mean there's money to be made here people. If the kid doesn't pan out, the album flops. What if they start building radio studios out of the tissue of women's wombs? I mean, come on. How many women out there are having hysterectomies right now that have to get it cut out? And and I'm not tr- uh, I I'll admit. I know a lot of people think I'm shock jocking right now, so I I kind of am. But, like, what if we got all of the wombs that were cut out of women because of a hysterectomy and they built the studio out of it? I don't know how long that would last. You probably have to keep the studio actually pretty cold so the womb tissue doesn't, like, rot or anything. But I think we might have to, I I think we might get a new level of audio quality if we can just figure out the acoustics of a woman's womb. And if it's my kid and we're going to record this kid, I want it to sound good. And who else would you want to get than Dr. Dre himself? Getting Dr. Dre, look at all the great hip-hop artists that he has produced. Plus, he's a doctor. I'm sure this was recorded in a medical uh, setting. At least I hope it would. And what, what kind of mics are you using? Are these mics eternally? Like, do you have to, like, stick a mic right up in there? Or do you place the microphone on the belly? These are all questions that I need answered here. But an American toddler, I don't even know how you say this name, Luca Yupanqui. Luca Yupanqui is gearing up to release her debut album, the world's first LP, Made From Sounds Inside the Womb. Well, I mean, it's better than hearing these sounds right here. (laughs) Man, I guess I did wake up on the wrong side of the shock jock bed today. But if you don't know what that is, that is a vacuum. So I don't think it's that bad then really to record your toddler in the womb. Because, I mean, it could be hearing this sound. And what if the, what if the fetus, because it's, it's not even born yet, so you can't call it a baby. What if the fetus isn't able to say upon being, Do you threaten her with this or him with this? You know, I don't think you guys realize how much of a blow to my ego it was searching for this shock jack sound effect of a vacuum cleaner sucking things up just in the name of a joke because I'm talking about some irresponsible parents how's that not child abuse recording their fetus in a womb to release an album on. And while I'm looking you wouldn't believe how many videos there are of vacuum cleaner sounds. Just do, do me a favor. Just go on there. Search on YouTube. Vacuum sound effects, And some of these videos have over a million heads on it. And I guess, uh, for some reason, people think that the sound of a vacuum is like ASMR, uh, white noise, to be able to fall asleep to. Now, I'm busting my ass every single goddamn day trying to be creative, give my opinions on stuff, share my personal life. And some of these people and they're monetized. I, 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 you know what? I may jump off of a building. There's not a lot of tall buildings around here. But if I really found out how much these people got paid for just recording their vacuum and looping it, looping it for like eight hours so people can fall asleep to a goddamn vacuum sound. (laughs) On second thought, I I really don't feel bad about playing the vacuum sound. You want to know why? I'll I'll tell you why. Because this kid, the fetus, I mean, it's been born now. I swear to God, will have a way more successful life than I'll ever, ever be able to dream of. And this kid, because her parents pushed him, Put a microphone in, in the, her mom's vagina to record the sounds. It's going to be a bigger hit. I'm sure if I search right now, I, I bet the kid does have social media pages. And I would like to be able to go on and look and see. Because I'm sure she's like in six figures. Yeah. I say suck the baby out now. Less competition. Uh, the baby's parents. Her parents are Elizabeth Hart, a member of a psych rock band. Okay, see. This kid is going to grow up to be fucked up, for sure. No doubt in my mind. I I, I, I wish her nothing but the best. Cause yeah, I mean, she couldn't, like, make the decision. How do you make a fetus sign a music record deal? You, you just don't. You ever seen how small little baby's hands are? Yeah, can't even hold a pen. What are they just going to do, like a dog print, put her hand down? Like they do the footprint. Yes, that's how they'll sign. Uh now the father Ivan Diaz Matthew, who has worked with Lee Scratch Perry and others in 5 hour long joint meditation session. Oh yeah, they're they're hippies for sure. Definitely. I bet this kid already has underarm hair by now. Uh the recordings were then edited down with Hart and Diaz Math trying to intervene as little as possible allowing Lucas message to exist in its raw form. Uh I, I'm, I'm going to break on that one. The, these parents wanted to get the realness. They wanted to stay out of this fetus's way so it can be inspired to do its own thing. So what you're trying to sell, tell me is that the fetus is actually freestyling. This fetus is going to be an MC. going to blow it up for the next 40 years, and I'm going to probably be in my 70s by then, And I'm just going to pull out my rusty revolver and shoot the TV when I see her first music video. I'm just saying, people. Going to take a quick break. When I come back, my interview with Amy Sinha. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
0: (laughs) Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. You have thoughts? Leave Tuttle a voicemail at 407-270-3044. Even if you think he's being an asshole. Actually, especially if you think he's being an asshole. And to access all of Tuttle's social media platforms, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's.net. Yeah, I said dot
1: .net. Some assholes camped on Tuttle.com. All right guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, this is an interview that I've actually been looking forward to. Uh, I I don't prep for a lot of my interviews because I I don't want to know a lot about the person going into it because the interviews that I like to do is let them be their own living, breathing organism and 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 see where it goes. But I I actually did some show prep for my next guest, Amy Senha. Amy, how are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited
1: now. I consider myself a big Anglophile. Like, I, I love everything about the, the British culture and stuff. And and when I got married, it wasn't right away, but the honeymoon that I had, we went to England because we're big football fans, not the American one, guys. I, I have to explain that because I have an American audience here. But um, we went and saw a bunch of soccer matches. I'm sure that uh, Amy's like, oh, man, he's calling it soccer. Uh, but we went to Wales. I am the biggest Doctor Who fan, and and I visited Wales. But you're from Wales, right?
2: I am. I am from Wales, South Wales, Swansea.
1: What? What? What part? Like what? What city in Wales?
2: Swansea. So. Swan- um,
1: oh, so are are you a Swansea uh, football fan or football fan?
2: Um. Or are you I'm into not soccer, really soccer a at football all? Football fan, but you know I do support Swansea from for outsiders. So yes, I absolutely mm. am a Swansea football fan.
1: On the line with me right now is Amy Sinha, and before we get any further, Amy, uh, tell people how they can find out uh, and, and check out your content, because you're a musician, mm. you are a voiceover person, uh, you have faced a lot of adversity through your life, mm. I uh, tell people how they can learn more about you, find out about your story, listen to some of your music.
2: Uh, well, you can hear everything you need to know and read all about me on my website at www.amysinha.com. And it's spelled oh. S-I-N-H-A. So kind of remember, Sin-Ha. Sin-Ha. Know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sin-ha. That, so, you, you know, like I've been working on radio for like probably 18 years. Mm. And, see, and that's that's the other thing I want to talk about. Why, why do they call you guys uh, presenters? Uh, because I, I, I've used that term a lot and everybody thinks I'm crazy over here when I say presenter, but, um, why presenter? Why don't, why don't they call you personalities or, or DJs?
2: Um, well, what, what do they call you?
1: Well, I mean, they call, well, I, I, I've never done music Well, I have done music radio when I first started, but, uh, I've mostly done FM talk radio here in the United States and and presenters but I like it it sounds cool like I am your presenter I mean it's so much cooler than radio personality
2: do they say that radio personality I didn't yeah they do
1: well I mean the okay so here in the states like the the talk radio guys kind of look down on the ones that play music they're like oh you got to play a bunch of albums or or tracks and stuff so so there is like a little bit of a hierarchy in the in the talk people, they don't like to call DJs because we're not disc jockeys. We're we're personalities.
2: Oh, ah, okay. I did not know that. Um yeah. yeah, I guess you can call it personality as well. But yeah, we do say radio presenter because you are we are presenting to you. So I guess that's why we say presenter.
1: Now, Wales, I've gotta ask you this. As an outsider, I wanna i want to ask about does anybody speak Welsh do, do you speak Welsh like um, from I, what I've heard it's a dead it, it, like nobody in Wales speaks Welsh
2: no they do they do especially they do the yeah they do what I can say is penhoundar which is good afternoon Borida, good morning uh, mm. my pimple my, my pimple ball and been oh, I have I'll five see. in my family <laughs> I have more than that right now but that was what I learned when I was a child but I know mean, everyone loads of people speak Welsh now uh, yeah,
1: yeah the only reason I that I knew that because I was a big Gavin and Stacey fan, and you know that was yeah, that was in are. Are yeah that that was in Wales, and and uh is it Steve Bryden? I I think the yeah he uh, yeah 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 he uh was he a part of a stand up bit that he had because he was a great comedian or is a great comedian? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about making fun of, like nobody speaks Welsh.
2: <laughs> I know they were making fun of it, but actually, no, they do. I mean, my friend, she had to learn Well, She did a whole two years so that she could mm-hmm. uh, teach her kids because they go to a Welsh school. Um, and now with COVID, they're home learning. And she is so thankful that she knows how to mm-hmm. speak Welsh because she can educate them in Welsh.
1: Now, Amy, I'm I'm going to get into your story here, but uh, I, I'm just, you know, trying to break the ice here, you know, get <laughs> comfortable because you do have a very interesting story. And 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 I got to commend you and we'll we'll get into that because you have faced a lot of adversity in your life to be able to still complete what and and accomplish what you're doing right now is is nothing short than amazing. And that's why I jumped on this interview immediately, because I I think we need those type of stories right now uh, in the world we're living in. Because, I mean, everybody's going through a hard time right now. And and I think a lot of people could see your story as an inspiration.
2: Oh, well, yeah, hopefully. I think um, I have found it hard talking about it all this time. Uh, but well,
1: basically... I mean, if you don't want to talk, I mean, I
2: know, I do. I do. I do. No. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I, I think that um it's a good thing for me to do. As you said, it might, you know, hopefully inspire people to think that everything is not doom and gloom in the world, even though that, you know, we're going through some horrible times right now and some really. How, you know,
1: how, how, how is the pandemic right now? in in uh, the Swansea, uh, Welsh area there
2: in the, world, well, in the UK, um, it's quite bad. But we do have the vaccine and there's hope so we've um, immunized. Have you got it yet?
1: Have you got <laughs> it yet? Or will you get it?
2: Uh, no, I'm not on a high risk factor okay. for um, the uh, injection. But uh, mm-hmm. my father has had it just now because he's in his seventies. So yeah, it is. It is getting there. Is getting did there. he
1: have any? Did he have like any uh, like side effects or, or anything like that from it?
2: He did. Where he had the injection, I think it was in his uh, left arm. His whole of the arm did was was quite sore for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the only that's the only symptoms he's had.
1: Now, Amy, let's 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 talk a little bit about like growing up. I know at a young age, you were into music, you did you did a lot of stuff. And then then you had some setbacks, mm-hmm. um, but you didn't you didn't let that stop you. Uh, can can you uh, just share a little bit of some of the adversities and stuff and and stuff that you've had to deal with to be able to make it where you are right now? Because there's a lot of people that have not had to. And, and, and I'm not saying like, oh, Amy's so much better than, than everybody else because she had to go through so many hard things. And she still was able to accomplishment. But, you know, there's a lot of people that have had far less adversity than you that, you know, they they haven't accomplished a lot. And, and I'm no I don't want you to think, like, oh, you know, you have an ego or anything. But like, how do you do it? Like, I mean, when when you've had so many things happen, I'm just going to stop talking because I'm rambling. And, and now I want to hear it because I am just stalling.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, okay, well I'll, I'll say a little uh, about what what I went through then, so about eighteen months old, I had cataract in my eyes, and what that is is like the cloudiness um of uh-huh. the lens um and I think a lot of older people have it I when you get to like six past sixty or seventy, so that you have to have it removed. but I had it as a child, which was very rare back How then. did they
1: know though how at at eighteen months how how do they how are they able to tell that? you're having that like, I mean, were you like, I don't know, maybe not seeing things correctly or, or whatever, like how, how were you diagnosed?
2: Mm, well, I think my parents saw the, the the, mist in my eyes. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 So and then when, when you look and then obviously took to a doctor, actually my dad is a doctor. So he, got, he kind of knew that um, something was going oh. on um, and we were in India at the time. So we came back to, to Wales and they diagnosed with cataract. So I had to have them removed. And the uh, doctor, the it was actually amazing because he managed to save some of my sight. Otherwise, uh, they were fearful that I was going to go blind. But I did have 10% of my vision, which was Man. amazing.
1: So you go from that. But at a very young age, you were singing. Like, was it something you wanted to do? Or was it like something that your parents pushed upon you? Because you, you, you see a lot of these younger uh, kids that grow up to be great musicians. That their parents maybe pushed them or was it just something that you just got into
2: um well i've got two older sisters and we're always a musical family i guess my mom loved singing um so with it's my sisters actually that probably pushed me into it my elder sister she's about seven and a half years older than me um and she made me enter my first talent competition um so i know i was quite small back then i had these massive glasses um, probably up until recently where you looked in my eyes and there's like whoa because they were so so enhanced yeah um, because uh because of my I don't have any lenses um, and they were, the glasses were so thick but um I think it's something because I've always done it um so they did push me I'm not gonna lie but because I like to do it um so I didn't have much confidence uh, to be truthful about it but singing was something that I could always do and I love to sing
1: Hey, I'm I'm glad that you bring that up because, you know, like I've been on Natch. See, that's the thing about it. I mean, if I'm comparing radio like uh, BBC, all the BBC stations, those are like nationwide. Right. So here in America, here in America, like you're you're only on in a city and you get syndicated, you know, from city to city. And so the last show that I was on. It was like, yes, people are like, you're in front of like six figures of people every single day. And I'm like, yeah, but I have a hard time dealing with people in just personal like situations. like being in front of the mic. I feel comfortable. And and is that is that something that you feel comfortable? It gives you confidence when you're singing?
2: Uh-huh. You know, you think it should, like you said, but no, it never used to. I used to really freak out. Um And because of everything that I went through, I mean, what I've told you, obviously, but my eyesight was just a a little minuscule part of what what happened. Um, And um, yeah, that did affect my confidence. And it also affected how I acted over the microphone. Um, And my singing wasn't as good as it could have been because I did lack in that confidence for so many years. And I had to push myself to kind of confront that. And that's why I guess when I was like late 20s, I kind of did the interviewing. I did do the presenting. Yeah, see
1: of that I, I was gonna i was gonna talk to you about that okay now um <laughs>
2: sorry i jumped ahead
1: oh my gosh no 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 i'm got it was one of the next things i was gonna get into but i i i wanted to ask i mean you're a great musician but i gotta tell you working in radio and i know what these presenters or personalities make um i gotta tell you you look pretty pretty gd uh comfortable in front of the microphone as well as your voiceover stuff so Your what, what made you want to get into the voiceover stuff? Uh, because, I mean, it's one thing to have a great voice, but then you also have to learn uh, the inflections, how to project, doing all that stuff. Uh, was that something natural? Or was that something you had to work on?
2: Um, you know what? The projection was natural. I've always yeah. had a big voice for such a small person, and that's what made me so unique, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's why people remembered me. I mean, I wasn't very good at remembering people because I couldn't really see them properly. Properly, so I. Um, but
1: I could picture you being the voiceover person for the great British bake-off. Like you, <laughs> I, I think, no, I'm telling you, I mean, come on. I mean, it's one of the most popular shows over there. Yeah. And could you imagine, I mean, that would be a pretty sweet gig. Like it, yeah. all you have to do is go into the booth and then, you know, yeah. like they, And and the great thing is, is that you would know before everybody else because you would have to do all the voiceover stuff like um oh yeah the last season uh, lottie lottie was my favorite on the uh great british bake off and i and and i could imagine it like and i i'm i'm horrible at impersonation so i'm not even going to try to do a uh, a united kingdom or a <laughs> welsh accent but what i'm trying to say is like oh lottie uh winner of the uh best baker last week is having a problem with her souffle will, will yeah. she be able to make it yeah you know i can i I, but oh, I'm sure yeah, you could, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sure you could do like so much better and and that would be a great thing for you because they they got a strong female voice that they use for like BBC America and stuff. I can yeah. I I mean oh, we we got to get that gig for you because I uh, that would be sweet.
2: Did they have a British accent Did, or is it American?
1: Uh no 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 they 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 actually have a British person uh doing it for the uh BBC America and I'm like Oh, because when I heard your voiceover stuff, I was like, I could I could hear her like doing promos for Doctor Who or or Down Church or any of those uh, shows that are out there. Uh, Yeah, there's so many of them out there. And I, I just I heard your voice. I was like, yes, I could see it happen.
2: Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, I do like the British Bake Off and I like Doctor Who. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: but but I went to Wales. See, a lot of people don't realize is that in Wales, a lot of Doctor Who was filmed in in Wales, or I mean in Cardiff, Cardiff. I, I, I apologize. the capital
2: sir. city of Wales, for people who do not know. Oh, there is. That is that is Cardiff is the capital city. Yeah, yeah, mean,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I I knew that. I I'm sorry. I thought you said there was a uh, a city called Wales in Wales. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but, but on, on the line with me right now is Amy Sinha. Uh, you can check out her website, Amy Sinha.com S I N A H, uh, and H-I. Amy, H A. H A. And if you can't spell Amy, I'm sure she does not want you going to her website because she doesn't need those type of people <laughs> that cannot even spell Amy. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So you as a presenter, I got to ask this, who is the most famous person? that you've been able to speak with
2: yeah you know this is, again this is absolutely random so because I, I was a jazz singer for so long so I had access to a lot of jazz musicians from all over the world actually uh, from London Ronnie Scott's they used to come to Swansea uh, perform do the tour and we did used to have American jazz musicians come uh, to a little little place uh, called the Taliesin Arts Center and I have I was I was just, you know, I was only starting out because I was trying to get over my fear of speaking to random people because I was so scared. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do it. So I like, right. What am I going to do about it? So first of all, I got um, an audio mic, uh, one of those recorders. And I went round just using the mic. And then I thought, oh, no, I, wanna be, I want to be I want my face to be seen because I'm like really vain. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I, I did want, uh, I did want a visual. Uh, but we all
1: are, though. I mean, OK, see, now. <laughs> I mean, we're all a little vain. I mean, we we all are because, I mean, mirrors are an invention. So, uh, you know, if somebody wasn't vain, they wouldn't have a mirror because they just really wouldn't care what they look like. (laughs) No, it is true. It is true. They they, they wouldn't put mirrors uh, in cars. I mean, that's one of the most idiotic things that you could do. Oh, I want to be distracted. Could you imagine a really vain person? Uh, you know, like, uh, here in America, texting and driving, uh, you know, we do all the hands free stuff here now, uh, because a lot of pedestrians were getting killed. Could you imagine like <laughs> a very vain person always looking in the mirror, uh, and and that little thing you pull down your sun visor, uh, and then like mowing through a crowd of people? Yeah, I, I could easily see that. I could easily you know, see that,
2: hasn't it? That, that's why they've got hands free.
1: Yeah, but well, I mean, I've
2: been looking in themselves in the mirror, and uh, I think that's why they want those electronic cars that drive themselves, because there's uh, so I many don't. vain people out there in the
1: world. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't trust that. I mean, it's gonna be like uh, the movie Terminator, you know, like the <laughs> opening scene where that robot crushes the human skull on the beach, and I'm like, yep, we're gonna let autonomous cars, and then Skynet's gonna become aware, and we're all doomed.
2: Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so, we get back
1: yeah but, yeah, no, I, yeah i, mean, I
2: know <laughs> sorry this is the
1: type of interviews i do i'm sorry i i mean i i'm sorry i'm not some proper No, i would go with you
2: if i don't if i don't keep clear because i've got it in my head otherwise i completely forget what i'm about oh to. no I, I do that all the I time. Do,
1: i'm trying to I, I was coming back around we go off on tangents you gotta understand uh, here in America we all have ADhD and and it, and it goes all over the place so what I what I wanted to ask you okay so you are all over the place you got this great voice, you're a natural performer uh good looking woman uh what is the dating life for you like I mean are you with somebody right now or like when you go to shows because, They always used to talk about like the female lead singers here in the United States, you know, like how the guys, they always had groupies and stuff that were like, oh, yeah, I want to meet them. I I could only imagine that like there's got to be a stable of men just like, "All right, I got to meet Amy Senha. Oh, my God. What do I got to do? Uh, this is
2: the thing. This is why I needed to come to America because it really was not like that here in the UK. You know what? Men get it better. I don't think it happens for the same as women lead vocalists. Uh, no, well, like the Go
1: Go's. I think the Go Go's like that. Uh, that was a female band, right? Like I, I saw. Uh, they like they were hardcore. Like some of the other like big musicians, like they would have their tour. Like uh, like they would see a guy out in the crowd and be like, "All right, so." um, come here. And they like they, during the intermission, I, you see that dude right there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Give him, give him a wristband. Tell him uh, he needs to come back and meet me backstage later on. So um, I'm not saying you would do that, but I, I was just kind of interested because I
2: doesn't like that because it attracts a lot of old people or older people. So unfortunately, <laughs> uh, no, I could I um, only hope.
1: Are you, for... are you in a relationship right now? The, and the only reason I no. ask is that No, relationships are hard for entertainers. Like, you know, I was married and and a lot of my relationships have uh, gone sour because of what I do for a living, because I share a lot of stuff on stage and um, you're pulled in all types of different directions. So, I mean, it's got to be hard for a dating life, though, with as much as people know you from your voice or your music and stuff. Uh, can you give me a little, I mean, I want to pray if you don't feel comfortable, but I, I just wanted to ask, like, what is Amy Senha's like dating life? Like, cause I, I, I just figured that you could have your choice of any of the dudes.
2: Um, well, again, I, I remember that I'm in a jazz area here. So we're and you're like, telling
1: me, oh, so you're basically saying all the dudes that listen to jazz are hideous.
2: They're not all hideous, but a lot of them <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. No, no. But they do have a lot of issues. (laughs) Um, Let's put it mildly. um, Jazz musicians like that whole, you know, oh, woe is me kind of, you know, I'd like to be depressed for my art. And it wasn't very healthy. And I'm kind of not in that that area anymore. I kind of took myself away from it. um, And I'm much happier for it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you are from your your heritage is from india okay now a lot of a lot of people don't realize this that england uh you know because they used to be a uh, what what do they call it a, a, a they used to be you know like when you when you are the big country and you have a bunch of other countries uh did they used to be a part of the united kingdom at some point right india yeah, India. Well, that's
2: they were they were they were run by the British. And yes, to, that's a,
1: That's what I was trying yeah. to trying to get to. Now, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: now, did your parents were your parents born in India or did they move uh, immigrate immigrate to uh, the UK?
2: No, yeah, well, they were born in India. They only moved here. Uh, my dad, I said, he was a doctor, so he came to to do his um apprenticeship, so to speak, um in the hospital. So in the seventies but both my sisters were born in India. And then um, after they diagnosed with my eyesight, we lived here um, in the eighties Then we moved properly. They moved properly here. So I was born here and then, you know, I've grown up
1: some of the, some of the best curry I've ever had is in the UK. And everybody told me, it was like, you got to try it while you're there. If you like it. But I, I you know, like I, I, I'm not very intro adventurous when I get, cause I'm not a big, uh, spicy uh, tasting yeah. Thai food, but, um, you know, kind of correlating to the uh, dating life, like uh how were the i mean were your parents the traditional in a uh, family from India like were a little tough on you or like how how was that growing up but being in a new country and stuff, was there some type of adjustment,
2: yeah, well, as I said, I have two older sisters, and they paved the way, especially oh, my yeah. older sisters so that she got a lot of um, drinking, um going to clubs. but by the time it got to me, my father was picking me up from a club at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um that's how I kind of relaxed that, that that it became because they accepted it. And I do have to thank my both my sisters oh so they um, they, want, you know? they kind
1: of took one for the team there for it you. Is, like they they ran interference so um, and this will be the last uh, dating question, like, um, what was it like the first? Once again, your sisters probably paved the way for you on this one. But bringing a guy home yeah. to meet the family and stuff—like um like, you know it's that- funny
2: though because my sister, sorry to cut you off, my sisters actually did do that. I never did that because I was really embarrassed. And this is the this is the problem, you see. So because we're like really loud, we're like a loud Indian, typical uh-huh. Indian family, and British people are not like that. I mean, you, obviously, you've been around British people; they're very kind of reserved and you know a lot of them quite conservative i don't know but
1: i don't know i've been to i went to a <laughs> manchester united match and i gotta tell you they were not very gentleman like at all if you know what i'm saying oh, uh, yeah. so so yeah let's let's not act like see listen all countries <laughs> have like okay see that's the thing in in america right now is like the rich keep getting richer, the poor keep getting poorer here um, And there are some people that just live a, a different type of lifestyle. And then you have those like uh, people that will turn up their nose at you by just looking at you. Because I was married when I was married. See, I've lived in the South all my life. People from the North. Uh, here, I'll give you a prime example. OK, the okay. North talks about the South like the Brits talk about the Welsh. So it's <laughs> so, I ha- I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm just being honest, because every cab driver that I got into in London or whatever is like, yeah, we're going to Wales. And they all had like some off the wall comment to say about. The
2: <laughs> Wales. Oh, well, you know, what? everybody knows when. OK, we have this, it's called a seven bridge um, and it's uh, the bridge that goes from uh, Wales into England and vice mm-hmm. versa. And, you know, when you've left Wales into England because nobody smiles. Um, And then as soon as you come back in, there's all smiley and you're all talkative. The Welsh like to talk and we're very friendly. Whereas the English, well, they get a reputation for not so much, but actually, no, they're very nice. You know, everyone's nice. Uh, What, what in
1: and then I want to talk about what's next in your music career and what's next for Amy Sinha. Uh, But I want to, I want to get kind of just the general opinion of what the United Kingdom thinks of americans right now like seriously like i mean are they looking at us like oh my god it's happening the biggest country in the world uh, the only superpower it may fail i mean is 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 that how you guys look at us
2: um no well from i can't, I can't say what the rest of the uk feel yeah. about it i mean i do i think you've had um a tough year uh, and, a, and a lot to deal with. Um, I think what's happening to you has happened to other countries, but only right now that you're seeing it happen to you. I think it's a bit odd that you didn't really have much security on Capitol Hill. <laughs> exactly. Um, I that's a lot of what's going on now because because considering that if somebody had a bomb, they could blow up the whole of the Senate. Um, so, you know, yeah. um, that is uh, kind of worrying, but now at least, you know, it's happened and things happen for a reason. And now you, you've seen what, what can happen with yeah.
1: riot?:: have- I, I mean, could you imagine if they were like Russian parliament? Uh, mm-hmm. Not Russian parliament, guys. I'm talking about British parliament. I, I was saying <laughs> rushing the parliament. I, I just rushing wanted to government. clear that up. So, um, but like, or or, or or rushing Downing Street, that's, you know, like once again, rushing Downing Street. But uh, no, what, I, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, you guys don't have a lot. Of, there's not a lot of guns over there. I mean, the 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 Brits must look at us like, oh, my God, that's the that is the land of the free and the handgun.
2: Well, guns, um, I'm not a fan. I have to say um, I don't like them. I don't think that they should be um, available to everyone who doesn't even know how to handle a gun. I think this mm-hmm. is where the, the question marks come in. So is it I mean, you will have to educate me on this. Is there anybody oh. over the age of 18 or 21 that? Can no, go no, 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 no 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 no,
1: uh, no but but i mean it's it's pretty much uh when you become 18 you can uh go hog wild on buying as many guns so all right so uh, this is a question that i just thought of so so it doesn't bother you so yeah. you you your country well Wales. now okay this is also another confusing question i'm like i do have adhd uh online with me right now is amy senha check out her website amy S I N A H did i get that right dot com a H-A. h-a sorry hey huh i think i'm ha sin, ha. Sin, ha your head is in the way of your oh, uh, sorry H-A-R. sorry there, there. <laughs> oh whoa <laughs> ho, ho 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 can you move over just a little bit here i right. you i didn't even know that was a picture like when did you go when did you go blonde there okay. like
2: oh my god you know what this is a thing i never do the same thing with my hair like on a regular basis i change it so a few like two or three years ago i did go blonde and i went short as well i have grown my hair out now uh, but yeah
1: this is a serious question okay um uh-huh. now when guys are dating with women or married uh for for quite some time um guys guys don't realize this that that you have to do certain things there so um what I'm trying to say is, when you change the hair color, it's like the guys are always like, "Oh my god, I love it!" But for the most part, they're they're acting like they uh, <laughs> that it's another woman. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not wrong or bad?
2: Yeah, probably. It's like, um, is that you? Yes, it was me. Um, yeah, no, they get confused. But well, what am I supposed to do? I think I'm supposed to make myself feel happy rather than other people. I mean, if they think that it I look good like on you person, I, I, yeah, problem. the
1: blonde, the blonde hair. I mean, what did your dad, and mom think of that? Like, whenever you uh, debuted it,
2: yeah, they didn't like it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, only because it was bleaching my hair. Um, my hair was kind of uh, breaking for so long until, I mean, I don't want to bring names into this, but Olaplex. Oh my gosh, if you color your hair a lot, Olaplex. I found during lockdown. I mean, I did um use it in the mm-hmm. salon when it came out a few years ago, but now I've started to use it at home. And now even bleaching my hair, it's kind of blonde in places, and it is so soft. So I recommend
1: it. Uh, I mean, it looks soft, it, it definitely. And I'm sure there's some fans out there like, oh, man, I would love a uh, Amy Sinha uh, pillow made out of her hair or whatever. Uh, ah. Sorry. I, I'm, I, have you ever had that, though? Like, have, have you had any, like, potential stalkers? I, I know that it, that it might be bad, but, like, that's how you know that you've made it, though
2: i've had stalkers on on um facebook um mm-hmm. not in real life but i think this is the age of the internet isn't it oh so no i have oh, I have, they're, I
1: have, oh yeah. yeah they're on like oh my god i want to amy sinha uh hair pillow uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly what they're saying uh now amy what's what's next for you like um you know like do you right now you obviously are not playing any live gigs uh around uh the country uh how are you like what are you doing right now to stay on your game when it comes to music mm, and keeping um, your name out there as well too
2: i'm putting my name out there but i've kind of left the music behind slightly i mean i i'm always be a Oh, singer. you're gonna be a
1: big presenter okay
2: i want to be a no a presenter i want to be a Big voiceover artist i mean i started this at the end of uh, 2019 and then um, with this whole online networking it's kind of grown a lot and um do, do, I, do, yeah. do,
1: do, do you do your own uh production or like do you only do the voiceover?
2: yeah i do my own production so i set up a little um studio in my house um and i also record and edit the the audio as well so i'm very fully equipped
1: i do my um, not a lot of people realize this, this is um you know people are afraid to get in and to start podcasts and stuff because they're afraid that you need all this equipment and and you really don't like uh I call myself like uh the MacGyver. I don't know if uh the Brits know what uh, MacGyver is. It was a yeah. television show in the 80s here, but he could do anything.
2: It. It's on Sky now.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. So this is if you see this is a, a road mic. It's a one-way directional mic. One of the best things that I ever. I'll uh, get my producer to send it to. But it, it, it plugs into the lightning port on your iPhone, and this is how the sound that I'm able to get right now off of this. It's you know, and and then I go post production. I I add a whole bunch of stuff to it. So I mean, that's that's really impressive too. That that you have such a smooth voiceover, or smooth voiceover voice. Over voice. And then you're able to still do your own production. I know,
2: um, but I think uh, because of COVID, a lot of a lot of people are going to have to do that. I mean, they're just so used to doing their own, doing a voice, and then somebody else editing it. But I think uh, you just have to edit your own, and it doesn't take much. It just takes some software and just patience. It just yeah, holds. I know. So it does. You know, people can do it if they put the patience and the work in it, which is with everything. That is my motto. <laughs>
1: All right. So what's what's the most famous advert that you've done? Oh, God, you already
2: started.
1: I mean, mean, I'm just asking, like, in your opinion, what was the big one? Oh, my God, I cannot believe that I am uh, I'm doing a read for Jamie Dodgers. Like, uh, that's exactly what I'm going to be reading for. And I, I would think that would be a big that would be a big voiceover like that would be
2: uh, can i can i can i turn that question around and say uh, what is the big one of the biggest voiceovers that i would love to do i am done and i would love to do a um a commercial like um like a mazda or um um oh oh, like a lexus car or yeah oh
1: my god no 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 hey no 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 i got i'm glad you brought that up okay because there's an Alexis dealership here in the Orlando area. Now this woman is American, but she's doing the, she's kind of doing a little bit of a uh, British United (laughs) Kingdom type accent. I'm like, I want to call them up and do like, Hey, this woman that you're in your voiceover, she's a poser. She's a fraud. Let me get you (laughs) a real person from the UK to be able to do your voiceover work. But uh, yeah, no, like, Alexis, but you want me to be honest. So, um, I I think uh, the American car companies would be smart to get a Brit to read. Could you imagine, like, if you did like a read for Chevy? Because Manchester United is sponsored by Chevy, a mm-hmm. very very American car company. I mm-hmm. could I could actually see that.
2: I can see that as well. And and what I'm seeing, I've done a lot of um, networking, as I said, online, and I'm meeting a lot of Americans. And you know the British accent. They love they love the British accent. But um, vice versa. Oh, no, don't um vice versa, so do we. We love the American accent and we're kind really? of trading
1: off. Yeah. How how okay, give give all right. Be brutally honest. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna ask you, all right. So okay. what about my voice? I yeah. mean, break it down. Do it because I've gone up to New York and, and people in New York think that I sound slow. Uh, so how do Americans sound to you guys?
2: Depends on what part of America you're from. Um, yeah,
1: well, I'm as south as the south as you can get. So,
2: yeah, no, your voice is lovely. Your voice is really nice. It's not <laughs> <a song. laughs> no, it Really fast. No, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that. Well,
1: no, 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 no. You, you want me to be honest, and and I tell people this. I, I don't have the stereotypical booming radio voice that most people, but I have a very unique voice that you know you people do, but just that's hear me. That is what
2: people want. That is what people want. You know what? Gone are the days that they have your traditional. Voices, Ill, you know. um Oh gosh, name? Um, Earl Jones, that one from Big Black Guy.
1: Um. Oh well, <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, give me, give me the. Is it a movie?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Lion King. The guy. Oh, um, James uh, Ill, yeah, James Earl. James,
1: Earl, James James, Earl. Yeah, James Earl yeah, that's Darth Vader. How do you forget yeah. James? Earl Jones, Sorry, oh my God. I know. Oh, oh.
2: A, um, no, uh, but you know what? There's, those are your typical voices. But these days, there are so many. It's like different accents. There's so many UK accents i mean you got the you say manchester you got the mancurian accent that is big here can you Um, can you
1: explain a cockney accent because i always tell people like the cockney accent is like the southern people here in the united states
2: it's a london accent i mean (laughs) yeah i can put a london accent i always uh, i always think of eastenders and if i have to go into a london accent but um it's an east end it's an east end accent i think people get confused though when they say we want a london accent they don't really want a london accent Mm -hmm. because uh so you want um just a nice general English accent rather than a Cockney accent,
1: um, so here in the United States, radio guys like to start wars with each other, like they like to go back and forth with each other. uh uh, what is the big all right, so like I know BBC like uh, for a while, they're uh well, I know Greg James is the uh morning uh show guy I met uh, him I met Greg oh you James. D- oh my God, I'm I didn't so, interview, him, but I could meet him I am so jealous. I'm so jealous. I was heartbroken when him and Ellie Golden broke up there for a while,
2: because that would that
1: would have been a big power couple there.
2: Yeah. Um, He's married now though.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. And then uh, Scott Mills is another one that I met him too.
2: Oh, actually no, I haven't met him. I saw him. They're basically, what well, the reason I met all of these people is because um, in Swansea they did the big big weekend a couple of weeks. oh how what who
1: was the headliner at the big weekend?
2: Oh my God, was it Taylor Taylor Swift? Was it? But they had Ed Sheeran um, oh, that's a good one it was in in Swansea Park and what they did was at the Grand Theatre they had this long week and they did loads of um uh, workshops and I volunteered so I got to meet a lot of uh, a lot of the Radio 1 DJs which was very very cool and get to go to the workshop so that's how I met them you know
1: now Amy um you don't have to do it right now, but like, I will promote you all, I will promote you all day long. Like if I could see, because I, I have a production guy and, and you know, it's a, it's a guy, but like, you could, you could plug your like, you know, once, once, uh, if you did one read it, read for me, it'd be like 15 seconds, maybe like a phone solicitation to leave me a voicemail. um, uh, And then you could like, uh hey, this is Amy uh Senha from uh check out my website, amysenha.com. Uh if you'd like to leave Tuttle a voicemail, you can do that 407-270-304. And and then you'll get promoted every single day. Like it'll get played like clockwork every single day. I'll put it in my schedule where it'll play every single day. Uh, Cause I would be honored, like if I had a female voice, especially a British voice. Uh, doing uh, like my phone solicitation. So I know people do that.
2: Send me a script and I'll put it on the MP3 for
1: you. Now I know you get, you get paid, like, probably like, you're like big, big type box. So like, you know, I got to take this opportunity, you know, I really do. Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. No, I'll
1: say I'll send you a script. I'll I'll send you a script. So, all right. Well, listen, Amy Senha, uh, tell people once again, how can they find you?
2: You can go to my website at amysinha.com, S-I-N-H-A, or you can find me on LinkedIn, just type Amy Sinha, or on um Twitter, um Amy Sinha Voice, Instagram, Amy Sinha Voice. And if you are on Clubhouse, then please look me up at Amy Sinha. Follow um. me there
1: um my friend told me about clubhouse and and my producer is telling me that i'm going long so i i gotta wrap it up but uh amy i, I let's do this again like i uh you're you're a breath of fresh air
2: oh thank you all
1: I right like- have a wonderful <laughs> have have a wonderful day amy uh, and we'll talk soon thank you all right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Last segment, don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to let you know I'm doing another live stream tonight at 7 p.m. on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Now, I've been getting, I mean, maybe 15, 20 live people at one time, but they, they stick around for the whole entire time. But I want to do, like, when I do these live streams, just know you can ask any question you want to in the chat room i kind of want the live stream to kind of be like a ama because i i don't get to interact with you guys live on this show so i i've really really been enjoying doing the live streams you guys being able to come in there and talk with me keeping me on my toes not really knowing what you guys are going to talk about or whatever I'm I'm really, really enjoying it. So tonight at 7 p.m. on my YouTube channel, another Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream from the Hobo Fish Camp. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Do you want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out VaporShades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Elamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two d's at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
1: Hey, yo, Terry, what going on?